Hello and welcome everyone to That's So Funny. I am your host, Ryan Neal, aka The Neal Experience. Today I was joined by my cousin Jake. We sat down and we actually had like a, a little bit of an extended uh, time. We we sat down for about an hour and 40 minutes, I think. And I mean, it went by so fast. I didn't even realize we were actually over an hour and a half. And you know, we, we, we once we got to the hour mark, we just had so much more to talk about. Yeah, we sat down this week. If you guys haven't listened to our previous episode, he was actually on the first episode of That's So Funny. And it, that was a great episode as well. We talk about the Mandela effect and instances of it that we've noticed and haven't noticed. We, I think I went through a list of roughly 40 of them. We also talk about recent movies we've seen and our favorite movies and books compared to movies, gamer movies, stuff like that, and a few other things. I hope you guys enjoy it. Take care. Now that we're all warmed up. <laughs> That sounds that sounded oddly sexual. <laughs> oh, we're all warmed up now. We can we can finally get down to business. Got the foreplay out of the way. Grease this pig. I feel like that's an attack on my weight and I don't like that, so <laughs> it's the the game that I'm is fall Jedi Fallen Order. That's the one. <laughs> what? Wait. Just looking, continuing to look through my library of games to see which ones resonated with me in real life, and Jedi Fallen Order was still installed. So I was like, "That's the one." Yes. I'm <laughs> Did you end up Jedi. beating that? Dude, I crushed that game. I loved it. Okay, because I remember you started playing and you were getting your ass kicked, and you were like, "I've died to this frog like twenty times," and then we I don't, we haven't talked about it since because I think you that's that was before you came up, and then we haven't talked about it. I think uh, I think I got back and I just kind of crushed the last bit of it. Um, some of the big reveals at the end and some of the bosses and stuff, I was pretty blown away with. And once I turned the difficulty down and I could actually really run through yeah. stuff, I really the game came together for me. I'm, I don't like having to stop at every group of enemies and parry all the time. I just want to destroy people. Yeah, I think I I've I used to be in the camp of. Uh... By the way, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> I used to be in the camp of play this on the hardest difficulty, and that will, like, it'll, like, prove something. You know, it'll prove that I'm awesome or that I'm really good at, like, video games. Yeah, the hope is that the endorphin payouts from actually succeeding at something will outweigh the frustration of the attempt mm-hmm. to actually get there, which it, for me, rarely does. Well, it and that's the thing. You, I like to find that balance. Like I, for instance, I started Jedi Fallen Order on the hardest difficulty, like Jedi Grandmaster. It literally was not fun because I'm dying to it. What I call trash mobs, like they're not even elites, you know. So it's like this isn't fun. Turned it down one, and it was super easy. Well, I don't want to say super easy. It was much easier, and I was able to progress through the game. I wasn't dying. Uh, I died on like the first planet a few times, but once I got past, like I died to that frog like four times, like the very first frog, you know? Yeah. I tried to face the, the hidden frog there. It died to him like three times. I was like, I'll just come back. And then I went to the second planet, got, you know, a little bit more like, uh, I got like one more healing stem and a few like upgrades on my level. And it, it just, it kind of just, you know, gradually became easier. And then by the end of the game, it was it it felt it felt pretty normal. Uh I also did that with God of War, which I know 
we we're not going to talk too much about God of War because I'll just get mad at you. And yeah, well, um, maybe maybe that's the strat though. You start the game in the highest level difficulty, and you're like Goku in space training on the capsule ship <laughs> with like, gravity all the way up. And then you, t- you after the first level, first hour, first day, whatever, you you take it down a notch, and then you're just suddenly running through stuff. That well, <laughs> with God of War, I did it for like the first. I would say chapter. If there's like, I don't know, like it's hard to say what what a chapter length is for that game, but it felt like I got past like the extended tutorial and got to like the open area where you can kind of split off and do other things. I had probably spent 20 hours doing that. I go, and then I get to the part where I'm supposed to fight, not a boss or anything, but just like a, an elite enemy. And I, I died with it for maybe 30 to 40 minutes and I'm like, well, fuck this. I restart the game, get back to the same spot I was at in an hour. Jeez. And it, I'm like, this is... Granted, I had never played a God of War game before, so I didn't know any of the mechanics or how the game played. And I will say the, mo- the newest God of War game has very... It's a very unique fighting system, and that's not in a bad way. It's very good. It's like you can throw your axe and like trip enemies and you know, throw it at their head to like make kind of like stun them. And it's learning how to fashion all of these in an, in an order that will, you know, like if you see three enemies running at you, you throw your axe at their feet, maybe knock one down and then pull it back to knock the other two down or something like that. Kind of that flow state. Exactly. And it's like, it's just all about flowing through that. And then later on you get more weapons, spoiler alert, but you get more weapons that allow you, or you get one more weapon that allows you to fight in a different style. So you can switch between the two and, it's. It, I mean, I thought it was just the 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 fighting was the, the most fun I've ever had in a for fighting in a game. You know, like, and maybe that's what threw me off is I was coming from former God of War games where it's I would say the third person view is even more zoomed out. Yes. and you have much greater masses of enemies that you're it waiting. Was, through. It was more of a hack and, and slash. That was my expectation. You know, yeah, like hack and slash, like. That's what I feel like, you know, yeah, you're just, like, pressing a button, you go, and hit, like, five enemies. Yeah, you got these chain blade things that you're just yep. swinging around, and you just keep mashing the button and hold forward, and then you win the game. You get those later. Oh, nice. Yeah. But, um, back to Jedi Fallen Order, uh, if you guys haven't played the game, we're gonna talk about the ending sequence, so just skip ahead, like, I don't know, ten minutes. Well, we weren't, we're not gonna talk about it that long. But uh, I have to know, man, when <laughs> it's funny, it, I tweeted out recently that I wanted to emote more on my stream because I feel like sometimes I don't express myself outwardly as well as I should for my internal feelings. Because when, oh, Vader, yeah. when, when Vader showed up, bro, I was just like, I was like stalwart. I was, I, I went into like battle response mode, you know, where it's like fight or flight yeah yeah, exactly i'm just like well this is happening you know and the whole time i'm just like stonewalled i'm like okay this is like basically i didn't say anything because i'm just like this is not good (laughs) you know like this is bad because in hindsight those are fun times to be alive when you're like i'm fearing for my life yeah and you just can zone in and like i gotta get this done well because cal is such like a puny like he is not a hero i mean you know what i'm saying like, he's not like a he's not a like top tier fighter he is a pu- he, he is he is a hero 
But like he's not like Luke Skywalker. He's not you know one of these top tier fighters. He's a very lowly ranking Jedi. I'm going to put him at middling um, because on one end of the spectrum you have these top end Jedi, and then you have him, and then on the other end of the spectrum I think of male leads like Scott Pilgrim versus the world, whether that kid's name is Michael Sarah. I just, I hate, hate that. <laughs> in well, Michael Sarah isn't a Jedi though. I'm saying in the Jedi universe, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying as far as the spectrum goes, okay. well, my personal spectrum, the way I look, my perspective as far as hero goes, you have, you have Michael Sarah on one side and then we'll put some <laughs> lead Jedi over on the Qui-Gon Jinn or whatever his I'm name so, is over on the right. I'm so disappointed that you hate Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I, no, I haven't even suffered through that movie. Like, oh, I just so I hate that. Good, actor. I, I get it. I we've talked about this before, but man, it's honestly like I would say the number one video game. Like, it's not even about a video game, but it's it's in, it got a lot of video game elements to it, and it's just. So you're putting you're putting uh, the VR uh, Ready Player One as number two. No, are you are you you're joking me right now, right? You said Scott Pilgrim's number one. Yeah. Oh, because you're you're saying it's so shit. Oh my god. No, so I would what's, say what's left? Wreck It Ralph. Where's that third? <laughs> Did you not like Wreck It Ralph either? No, I liked Wreck It Ralph. Okay. Have you seen Grandma's Boy? Oh yeah. That's, okay. That's that's number that's, two for me. Yeah. I'm going number one. Ready Player One. Number two. Grandma's wait, Boy. Wait. You wait. Wait. You really if think it, Ready Player One was that good? I okay movie. Yeah, as a movie, that's I'm fine with that. Not as a book adaptation. That's a that's a tough one because uh, my I read the book, saw the movie, and now it's all jumbled up. I I enjoyed the movie, but not as much as the book. So, yeah. if it might even be a tie. For- okay, that's oh wow, that's surprising. Because Grandma's Boy's got a lot of dust on it at this point, but at the yeah, time, but it's it was also I mean, it's also I think it's classic because you I mean. I don't think I don't think those like they don't make any like that many pop culture references. So it's like it's like its own. It's like a uh, what is it? Not pop culture, uh, cult classic. It's like okay, you know what I'm saying. But so for Ready Player One, I think I once I found like via the trailers and initial reviews, I knew it was nothing like the book. So. Like and people were giving it like dog shit reviews, and I'm like, but there you have these other people that are giving it great reviews who go, I didn't read the book, so I was like, let me go into this. I I I tried to be as unbiased as possible rating it because I didn't want to give it a bad rating because it was a terrible book adaptation, and I I enjoyed the movie a lot actually. I thought it was for what it was. I think they they did a good job as a movie. Do I yeah. think do I think it would have been way better if they gone like the Lord of the Rings route and just and you know made it like two and a half fucking hours and done a book adaptation yeah because I think the book is I thought the book was loads better I could see them like splitting it up by key um, that would have been that. I'm sure they could have done it some way but yeah they would have enjoyed a longer movie but the second I saw the trailer and I saw the racing I was like what the fuck <laughs> that's exactly what me out everyone else thought it's like okay there were no race cars there was no racing in this book i thought the race was actually really cool i thought you know i i think the i think the book would have catered too much to people 
who actually read the book, if that makes sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Lord of the Rings people can follow along without without reading it because it's very clear what, you know, what's going on. You, there's no pop culture references in Lord of the Rings. It's it's mystical creatures that have been established throughout time, you know, dwarves, elves, humans. And it's like very clearly stated, there's a ring and we have to destroy it. We have to, the only way to destroy it is this one way. And it's like the very clear, clear cut, you know, good evil case. And then Ready Player One is just chock full of pop culture references. So some of the some of the things in the book, it's like unless you're like an older gamer, which even some of them I had to look up. Like I didn't know uh, the one with the birds where you have to like jump. I, the, joust. Joust. Yeah, I didn't even know what that was because it's an old arcade game, and I never never really played arcade games. That was that was my number one game growing up. Really? On the SNES, or on the NES was Joust. I loved that game. I still don't understand how to play it 100%. Like there's still a lot of things that confuse me about it, but I love it. Well, it's funny they mentioned that's they mentioned that in the book and like it's that's why I loved it cuz they they explained, you know, why I don't know. The book just went into so much more depth about it. So yeah. So here's a fun brain teaser for you you say lord of the rings doesn't have any pop culture references but wasn't it the books that kind of that we built this whole elves dwarves mythos off of like what we think of elves dwarves and all those mythological creatures today comes from tolkien's work so in it it's maybe it's self-referential in a way like it is the pop culture reference that it's referencing yeah so when the books came out that might be true they established it but i was saying for the movies since the books had established it there had been tons of movies. Well, I don't want to say tons, but there had been a, quite a few movies that had have elves and dwarves, or you know, n- yeah, another po- other works of uh, literature and film that had those. So I think you're probably right. I think I, not even probably. I'm pretty sure you are right on that. That Tolkien did establish, you know, elves and dwarves being like a uh, like you said, the mythos and putting them yeah. into the the world of fantasy. I don't want. I can't plant a flag and say Tolkien did this or that, but I think I think orcs or the way we think of orcs came from him, and then uh, some of the descriptions of the monsters came from him, and then like in the seventies, I want to say D and D was the next biggest movement on what all these mythological creatures kind of look like, um, especially since they were just taking crappy descriptions and turning them over to artists and commissioning them to draw. Hey, what do you think this a creature matching this description would actually look like? Yeah, it's like what we would do with dinosaurs, <laughs> dude. Oh man! Speaking of dinosaurs, it's uh, what well, we were actually talking about Ready Player One last night, and my sister compared it to Jurassic Park, and she was like, "The book was better, but the movie was still really good." I was like, "Yeah, but I think I haven't read Jurassic Park the book, but I was like, even she told me that like the biggest difference was that it was just the book was a lot more graphic and and a lot more brutal on the way people were killed." Like you know, yeah. they're, they're getting Nobody like disemboweled. Read Jurassic Park. Your sister's the only person who's ever read Jurassic. Park. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't have read it if she hadn't seen the movie. Which yeah. is, if and, she hadn't burned through like six VHSs growing up, <laughs> dude, she really did. She had it. Dude, get this. She had it on. I don't. This is like a couple of weeks ago, and she like falls asleep, and like it just finishes playing all the way through. She wakes back up, restarts it at the point she she left off at. I'm like, you've seen this movie. You know what happens. She's like, yeah, but I didn't watch it this time. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I, I, I've I, watched some movies. I, well, I've watched maybe a movie that many times, but I don't think, I, I, would, I would actually wager she's watched Jurassic Park more times than I've watched any singular movie. 
so there's like a phenomenon like uh the whole uh song stuck in your head thing is something about our brains wanting to be completionists or something like that where you have to listen the easiest way to get a song out of your head is to listen to it all the way through just to catch like the end and i wonder if her brain can do the same thing for Jurassic Park where it's like, oh, I've, I've got it stuck in my head because I left off at this one point. That's interesting. I wonder. That would be, that would be, that would be a weird thing to have to do with all, because a movie is like an hour and a half plus, whereas a song is, you know, maybe five minutes. Because, uh, I mean, my favorite movie is A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger, and I've watched nice. that movie maybe 30, 40 times. It, 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 like, Maybe more than that, because it came out in like 2001, and I've definitely watched it at least once a year. But I, I like it when they take those. I can't think of any other um, examples, but if I recall correctly, Night's Tale has a, uh, a updated soundtrack. Like it's stealing songs from now to yes. like our time. There's a and word that, for that. I think that just adds something to. It. Oh my gosh! What is it? Uh, they we. I cannot think of the word. It's right on the the like right in the front of my head, and I can't think of it. But yeah, there's a there's a term for that when movies or or books do that, where it's like you have a the setting is in a certain time era, but it has things from the future, but it's not about that. It's you know it's like the you know they have Queen, they have other like rock songs in it, yeah, stuff that you're gonna recognize, kind of like when uh, uh, Game of Thrones has Starbucks cups everywhere. <laughs> Like, Dude, you know what it means. I think the first one was a joke, or sorry, not a joke, an accident, and then the rest were jokes, like Easter eggs. I can see that. I think they were doing them on purpose just to see if people were catching them, and they were like trying to hide them as best as they could. But yeah, um, so the next Game of Thrones book is supposed to come out this year. What? Or could, wait, let me rephrase that. The next Game of Thrones book could come out this year. There's another Outlander book coming out, which is a popular series, mainly with women. It's about Cham traveling in Scotland and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then there's, a th- I think, the next Brandon Sanderson novel is supposed to come out this year, it, which, by the way, if you haven't read Way of Kings, you definitely should. I've been told that by Greg and my uh, Alabama buddies. Like, I've, So good. Is that is he Canadian? No. Uh, Sanderson is... He's I from think, Nebraska. I looked it up. Yeah, he's somewhere, somewhere over there. I think he teaches at or lectures at Brigham Young because you can pull up some of his lectures on YouTube and get his uh, perspective on world building. Um, yeah, is before Way of I Kings, sat down, is Way of Kings the Will of Time series? No, so that I think that was Robert Patterson. No, Robert Peterson, something like that. Um, that dude ended up dying. Oh, he finished so, Robert Jordan's yeah. High Fantasy series, The Will yes, of Time. Sorry, Robert Jordan. So yeah. That book, that series should have been better, but his publisher wanted him to stretch it out into more books, more money sort of thing. So it kind of bogs down really badly in the middle. And then on his deathbed, he names Sanderson as the only guy that could finish the series, maybe save the series. I don't know how he phrased it, but Sanderson steps in, finishes on what I would say is a somewhat high note, and then goes on to write some other great stuff. Um, I think uh, the Stormlight Archives being some of the best fantasy I've ever read. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll have to read it. I'm uh I'm currently reading a book that my friend got me for Christmas. It's uh Bert Light no not Bert Leifer Bert Kreischer Life of the Party, um where he talks about like being like a party guy and stuff like that. Um, 
I believe I have the Stormlight Archives on audiobook on Plex if you want to give it a listen while you're doing something else. Um, it's If you can't sit down and read it, it's a huge book, I understand. Um, I can get you uh, soft copies if you want them, but I would definitely recommend getting into it. And if you don't if you don't like it by the time the main character is playing around with bridges and you'll know what I talk talking about when you get there, you're not going to like it, but it's, if you get there and you're, you're already in it, you're like you're invested, then yeah, it, you're, it only gets better from there. Wait, this isn't the series where like it's different heroes through time. Is it? I not through time, but it does take a, it's like lineage. Game of based? Thrones, uh, there because is, there's, there's, I forget, there's one where it's like lineage based and like their powers kind of degrade over time, and then like later on, the one of the, one of their powers is they can talk to plants. That doesn't sound okay. It's probably it's it's another it, fantasy novel then. So there are some aspects of what you've mentioned that you could you could see. Don't worry about it. I'll read it. The... Yeah, I'll just, I'll just read it. I hate audiobooks. I don't hate audiobooks. I just I don't want to use an audiobook for my first my first. Uh, I almost said playthrough, like it's a video game, but yeah. our first well, read. There's, there's two types of audiobooks. Um, there's the graphic novels, um, graphic audio, excuse me, that's fully voice acted. They have a full crew, and it sounds – it's a movie for your mind. That's their tagline. It's great. Love them. But I can listen – if I can't find a graphic audio version, I'm going to get um, whatever, just one author reading through it, which is – if they can do voices, great. Uh, and lowest tier is just some dude reading it in a monotone voice, not even trying to do voices. The best, okay. I was gonna say, the best audiobooks I've seen were where Stephen Fry read through Harry Potter because oh, yeah. dude, he, he kills it, man. And I, I have a friend who like still listens to those <laughs> like every, every time he goes to sleep. I'm like, all right, bro, you're crazy. But yeah, we have, to... we have the Harry Potter Cards Against Humanity, and Tamala refused to bring it out for New Year's because she said we're not true fans. It wouldn't be as fun to play with. Oh wow! Because me and my buddy, we've both we've both read it. I've watched the books or I've watched the movies. He hadn't seen the movies yet, so we're not true fans. She gatekeeped us. <laughs> I actually hate when people say that, like, because because I do that too, where it's like you're not a true fan of this thing, but it's like, for instance, uh, like with like destiny or you know even harry potter or lord of the rings it's like i don't know every single aspect about the series no i think you can be a true fan quote unquote and still you can be a you know like there's different tiers obviously but i don't know how one person can not be a true fan if if like if you like it enough to you know i think read all the books that definitely gets you a qualification <laughs> well let's say let's let's maybe we'll, we'll phrase it this way if you're if fan comes from fanatic and then if you are the person that knows everything knows all the memorizes all the tweets knows all the back lore that's not even in the books you read the Cimmerillion, then you are a fanatic and if you liked the books you're a fan that's a good way to put it i did that for a long time with like video games and it's like but it was it was more it was less so about being a fan and more so about like you don't even like this game that much because people would pay, play it casually. I gotcha. I've never I've never gotten like playing like MMOs or anything casually because it's like you're paying this you're paying money every month and you play very little and you don't even do like in game you don't even do like challenging things so it it just killed me because 
that's what I like to do is things that, you know, like prove that I'm good. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of weird with MMOs and things that are kind of designed with these dark patterns to like suck you in and, and be as addictive as they possibly can. Uh, it's kind of surprising to find somebody that can do those things casually. Yeah, I agree. It's well, I think it's because I think a lot of it actually stems from them not being able to do certain activities because of their skill level. And I don't want to like shit on anybody, but I've like played MMOs and like people, you know, they'll be playing and they're like, Oh yeah, I just don't do that. And I'm like, Oh why? Like, it's really fun. They're like, uh, you know, they're like, it's just a little tough for me. And I'm like, Oh God, if that's tough for you, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know why you're playing their failure type thing. Yeah. I guess it's like, you can't get better unless you try. I mean, everyone sucks at a, I mean, some people are better learners than others, sure, but I think you should still try, you know, like, and I guess there is, a, there's also the, the aspect of, you know, doing poorly and then people like not being mean to you, but kind of like blaming you for things. Yeah. The fear of failure, letting yourself down, letting other people down. I could, yeah. I could see that being a mixed, uh, being rolled up. Trust me, I've definitely publicly ridiculed. I've definitely been the the blamer in that situation, and it's it's not a good feel when you uh, like, especially when you know like you hurt someone's feelings. I was like, yeah, that's not a good look. Got to stop this. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I would call myself a true fan of a few book series, a few definitely a lot of games and movies. Well, oh, Star Wars is another great one. Like, I know you're not big into Star Wars, but, like, I would call myself, like, a true fan of Star Wars. I haven't read any of the books. I haven't wa- I haven't, wa- I haven't even watched the anime that is actually canon. Clone Wars? Yeah. It's on Plex. I know. It's, it's on my list of... It's on my eventual list of things to watch. Oh, you love your mother? Name three of her albums. <laughs> I mean... That's basically, speaking of mother, I know this is random and like a harsh segue, but why did you laugh at my Discord post? Oh God, what was it? It was about mother or that new game or whatever. Oh, that was supposed to be an excited emoji. Uh, And I was wanting to bring that up too. Another Earthbound game is going to blow my mind. Yeah. Uh, What's it not in general? Where did I post this? Bro. Oh my god. Oh, it's called so it's called Oddity. Um, I think apparently what it was was a fan-made game and now it's actually getting like made into a real game. So I don't I don't know too much about it, but you definitely put you you did a smile which it looks like they're they're laughing. Oh yeah. So I was like I was excited and happy. I was like I guess I guess Jake knows something I don't know and I I look stupid now. I have cake oh, on no. my face. Um, yeah, Jake, who doesn't even use TikTok, can't snip chat. Yeah, that's I know something <laughs> you don't know. I mean, tick, I don't use TikTok. <laughs> I, uh, I I couldn't even use it now if I wanted. We've been told not to use it. Wait, who you've been told by who not to use it? Uh, there's like all militaries around the world are banning it for security concerns. Really? That's that's interesting. I that's, wonder. That's I wonder a why. Gross, gross exaggeration. There's a couple of countries whose militaries have banned it, but um, it's oh man, 
I could show you multiple tweets where ISIS fighters have revealed their location via social media and then gotten destroyed. Oh yeah, I've definitely seen like stuff like that, which it's it's actually kind of scary. It's like I I would almost be I wouldn't be surprised if like are well, are you allowed to like take your cell phones with you like on like operations and stuff? Like I don't I don't know if you can answer that, but like uh, it depends on where you are, where you're going, what you're doing. Um, you can have your like cell phone on base, but if you're going on mission, depending uh, what kind of mission you work and what yeah, your job it gives is, off a, it gives off a signal. Uh, there's yeah, there's multiple things to that. Um, I mean, not only do you have the uh, cell phone portion of it, but you have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and all those other things that are attack surfaces and vulnerable. Okay. By the way, but I yeah. left it up. It looks like, yeah, there's a lot of reporting on Oddity. Um, has reappeared with the new name Oddity. Yeah, it's, this is definitely Mother 4. Have uh, you played uh, the, I think it's Mother 1 or Mother 2? I've is, only played Earthbound. Is it translation? You've told uh, me about this. The first this. one's, yeah, there's a, there's a pretty good fan translation out there via emulator if somebody wants to play it. But if you're a fan of Earthbound, you can go play one of the beginning ones. And now we have another one coming out, so... There's my childhood being happy. You've got your Final Fantasy Seven. I've got Oddity. I mean, Earthbound's pretty up there for me, man. Like, I would say, I would say, if it's like the 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 difference between how much I love and Final Fantasy Seven, I wouldn't even say is my favorite Final Fantasy. Like, eight's my favorite. Eight, I had way more of like an emotional attachment to seven. Just seven had more nostalgic. It was my first one. You know, it's like. I popped my cherry on that game. I can dig that. You know uh, what I'm saying? Was, was it wasn't Sword Art Online? What was the game with the Sordians? Um, it was a side scrolling <laughs> for combat. Tales of Destiny. I was about to say, don't you dare not remember the number one RPG we both have played, in my opinion. Yeah, that needs to come back. Oh my gosh, I need to play the second one. I apparently the second one is really good. I apparently slept on that because I haven't played it either. And. Because I think what it was is that it only came out in Japan and they had to translate it to English. Like, I think you can play it in Japanese with English subtitles, which is probably what I'll do. But I don't think it ever got a U.S. release. And I'm like, fucking Americans, man. Like, I needed to be older and, like, lobby for this shit when I was, like, like four years old. Because I think uh, Tales of Destiny came out in, like, 93? Here's a good game that somebody might be able to dig up. Um, I know I found it at one time, but I can't remember off the top of my head. It was a game that was Pokemon before Pokemon and Final Fantasy. Was it Pocket Final Monsters? Fantasy. Uh, no. Um, you would collect toys, and the toys had special abilities. Like you'd start off with like this little wind-up bomb, and you'd send it into battle ahead of you. And it, it was like the effect was like a materia effect in Final Fantasy where you'd get this little cutscene, if I recall, and then it, the toy would do its thing. Um, but you'd collect stronger and stronger toys as you went along. Wow. So, and like, did it have like a compendium for you? Oh, dude, it's, it's called Tamagotchis. So, get the fuck out of here. I'm so. So there's there here's an awesome game. I think it was on PlayStation, but you would you would breed dragons. I think it was called like Dragon Rancher or something like that. And to get a dragon egg, you insert some random ass CD in your PlayStation, and based on oh, the, I do remember um, this. I never played yeah, it. Yeah, that was pretty. Sp- that that is like, see technology like that. I saw something the other day on Twitter, like things that like incorporate outside 
things, you know, other than just insert a disc, use a controller, which I love those types of games. Don't get me wrong. I saw a game the other day. It is literally a video game that comes with a, a vibrator. It's a sex game. And like how it works is I think you're playing the video game and you use the vibrator for your partner and it like to like ha- make them orgasm. And it's genius. And it's like a legit game, dude. Like it, you can still buy it. And that's amazing. It's like, I, I get, I think, I guess you take turns or something. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I mean, for dudes, obviously, you know, unless you're shoving it up your ass, you're not really, you're not really living. Hey, you're obviously not a true fan of the game, right? <laughs> <laughs> they just need to put that in the box. You're not a true fan unless you shove this up your ass. It's going to unlock some achievements with this thing. Oh, my oh, gosh. Boy. I want to know what that toy game is, man. Yeah, if, any, yeah. if anyone knows what that is, definitely let me know on Twitter or uh, at the Nil Experience and, or post in Discord if you're in my Discord. I would. I hope I've given enough information. I know I was able to dig it up once with the help of like a forum that I was a part of, some community somewhere. I don't even remember what it was. You could probably if, post it on Reddit if, and find it in an hour. Some internet sleuths out there somewhere were able to help me out, but it's very not very well known game. I don't even know if it had it, any language components to it other than like menus and stuff. I don't think there was any speaking. It was pretty early on, but yeah, that that was a good one to because uh, I searched for that for a while. It's funny. There's there's this one scene, I think it's from a movie, not a video game, it's from a movie, that I've tried to reach into my subconscious and yank out what it is multiple times, and I can't do it. it the scene, the scene, I, I don't know, I don't know how many people or who's in the scene or you know what their ethnicity is, anything like that. I don't have any identifying factors other, they're in a jail, and I remember... I think the guard passes out or something or they knock the guard out. I can't remember exactly what, but they, I think what they do is they take their pants off and they're trying to like get a key, right? Like to drag it towards them to unlock them. And it's like, it's not long enough, just their pants. So they, they take their belt off, attach that to their pants or they do, they do their belt first. That doesn't work. It's not long enough. Then they take their pants off, tie their belt to it. And like, finally get the key and like just drag it over and i i posted on a forum one time and they were like is it this scene from the brady bunch i'm like fuck no it's not like it's <laughs> it's sounding a lot like harman quest harman quest uh yeah dan harman's got a uh, D series that they get animated um it's oh yes yeah, it's I've, decent i've seen this advertised before i've never watched it but yeah uh if you want to get a good feel for it search up the uh Harmon Quest janitor cobalt scene, and you'll you'll get a good feel for the show. <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, it's like I hate when that happens. When it's like maybe I had a dream about this, you know? It's like I can't, I can't, I don't feel like it's a dream. I'm pretty sure it's not. Maybe your memory constructed this out of a bunch of tropes, it, and now you exactly. feel like it exists, but it might not. And it's like, All right, I got a story for you. I got oh, a story okay. for you. That's hit me up. Okay, so along this whole lines of searching for old stuff and uh, not being able to find it. Um, when I was a kid, uh, Napster was kind of newish. Uh, we had LimeWire and then FrostWire. But when I had Napster, I would brag to my dad one day, just back in the day, like I had a waterbed, like it was legit old school. Awesome. And uh, I'd brag to my dad. I was like, I can get you any song you want. And he's like, all right. 
and he lays this on me. He's like, find me Cephas and Wiggins, pimp in the pink suit. Never heard of this, people. Never heard of this song. And then I searched high and low for years. For years, I never forgot about Cephas and Wiggins, pimp in the pink suit. Decades, a decade passed. And I finally find it. It's on Amazon Music. Somebody up, like ripped the LP and uploaded it to Amazon. And I finally get this song. And I email it to my dad. And I'm like, found it. And it's like, that's all the text on the email, the attachment, Cephas and Wiggins, Pimp in the Pink Suit. And he's like, what is this? I was like, you don't remember? <laughs> you don't remember? Bro. That it. Oh, that would fuck with me, man. <laughs> that would fuck with me so, so much. Angry. I've seen theories. All right, so... I've seen theories, uh, and I, because I, I love conspiracy theories and like just digging into the ideology behind them. And there's this one that uh, I think it was, I think the world ended in 2004. Nice. And that we're all living in a simulation, or an or or that we're living in an alternate universe next to the real world. And that's what, it's it's like trying to explain the Mandela effect, and okay. it's like. The reason people experience the Mandela effect is because the way they remember it did exist before a certain time, but now we live in an alternate universe or like some matrix type thing. I think there's, I think there's theories on both, but they, they, they say that, you know, now we live in this world and you remember it the correct way of seeing it, but it's slightly changed and that's why it's that way. And I mean, there's not a whole lot of literature on it, but I'm like, oh, it's a very interesting theory. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, believe it, but it's just, it was cool to read. And I, I like the theories, but I, I think I know too much about how shitty memory is and how our brains are constantly lying to us. Yeah. Just seen too much on that to ever like really take anything like that seriously. Oh, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with that. It's sometimes with like history. It's like you hear of like, you know, revisionist history or, you know, of things being kind of like muddled on purpose. And it's like, dude, we're able to change history just by like denying something over and over eventually until people either stop asking or everyone just says it's that way. So it is that way. So it's like, it's almost like history is Wikipedia and the uh, editors get lazy every so often. I mean, (laughs) you're not wrong, man. It's, it's kind of rough. And that it's kind of scary because, you know, you hear, you know, like you learn history a certain way. Every country's history is biased to its country. But I think, you know, there's definitely a certain overlappage of certain facts that like are just universally true. You know, like especially like sciences, like science can't be biased. I don't think, you know, like equations. Not if you're doing science right. <laughs> like equations and stuff aren't wrong, but it, it's, but especially with history, it's, uh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we got involved in this war because we were wronged. And it's like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're going to cast yourself in the great, best light possible. Exactly. And it's it. Do you ever catch uh, To Make a Murder on Netflix? No, I have. I know what the show is. It's about like serial killers, right? Um, Something along that lines. Um, You're it's. I'm going to call it a very biased documentary if okay. I call it a documentary at all, but it's, it's a, it's an interesting watch and if it does its work because by the end of the first season, you're like angry at the cops and uh, <laughs> the, how badly this dude was framed or there's a lot of bullshit that goes into it. 
but there, it's not the only documentary of its kind. And uh, prior to watching that one, I had seen one that really kind of delved into how we have to have specially trained interrogators for anybody under a certain age, um, which is a, a fairly new revelation. But uh, the documentary showed um, the case where a, a guy left his wife and kid went to be gay sometimes in like the seventies or eighties or like that. And, uh, to go live his life and his kid, like he had his kid for the summer, grandparents were there. And I don't remember exactly how the kid started getting questioned by the police. Maybe he had gotten spanked or something like that and had some bruises at school. Uh, child protective services might've been involved or is he, maybe he mentioned something to his mom, but through the course of the interrogation with this, I want to say seven year old, I'm probably misremembering, but, the horrors that this kid suggested that happened and the complete lack of outward evidence. Uh, I'm talking penetration with knife in a sexual manner, like pretty graphic stuff uh, that this kid was supposedly admitted had happened to him involving his dad and his grandparents. But again, there was absolutely zero physical evidence to back this up, but that still ruined the dad's life. Um, memory to me is completely untrustworthy in in cases like this because you watch these some of these interviews were uh videotaped and you can watch these guys like uh who else was in the bathroom was your grandma in the bathroom and the kid's like no and they ask the question again later and he's like yeah i, th I think i remember her being there and they put this in his brain they at via suggested questioning he, he remembered her being there he's he's a seven-year-old he'd remember his grandma being in the room because maybe 10 minutes ago he had that he had to think about that thing did it happen yes or no okay and then 10 minutes later he now he's remembering that memory that he had to construct to you know compare against reality so was there anything involved was there a knife involved oh suddenly he's being anally penetrated with a knife by his grandparents through this terrible questioning and to him that's truth like he remembers that happening maybe shakily um but the same same thing happens in to make a murderer uh there's he's an older kid but um uh, he's not super quick or super bright. He's disadvantaged somehow. And uh, just through suggestive questioning, suddenly some woman is handcuffed to a bed and he's being forced to do things to her by his uncle. And there's fabricated evidence, apparently. Uh, if you watch the documentary, it's apparently fabricated evidence to back this up. But not, not a lot to go on. So, yeah. Memory and this whole Mandela effect, I... I I can't subscribe. Yeah. The Mandela effect is what it is. The, the simple explanation is that we may remember it a certain way, but it's like, it's just like, uh, I don't know how you could go to school, you know, and tell everyone that something happened. It was a total lie and everyone believed it. And by everyone saying it happened, then it actually happened, you know, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, everyone's going to believe it happened. So whether or not it happened doesn't even matter because everyone believes that it happened. So, yeah, there's, there's that component to it. Like you say loud enough, long enough, it becomes true. And everybody, that's like a, I'm going to call it a systemic mass hysteria where over the course of time, something becomes true. And then there's also the, the, in the instant or in the moment, like, did I really misremember how Berenstein Bears was spelled? No, I, I was sure that it was like that. And then you go find some confirmation somewhere, instant gratification. One dude backs you up and suddenly, suddenly you, you know, the name of the book has changed and you're an alternate universe. So I think there's the long-term mass hysteria in the, in like the instant, 
oh, I guess I was wrong because one person confirmed it and now we both agree sort of thing like Shazam. <laughs> that was that was a big one for me. I knew Kazam existed. Like I knew the Shaq movie existed. So it wasn't it wasn't that I thought I, I you know I wasn't mistaken. I was like I could have swore Sinbad was a genie in some type of capacity. And I don't know what I don't know why, but I, I just thought he did. But I knew cause, but I knew Kazam had existed because I've watched that movie like five or six times. Like I remember Shaq being a genie. I also remember him being uh what was it, Mr. Steel? Do you remember that movie? Nope. He was like a black Iron Man. Like he didn't have like high tech stuff, but he was basically he basically just had like steel armor and like walked around with a sledgehammer. It was a dope movie. It's terrible, but it was it was cool. <laughs> and he like rode a motorcycle. <laughs> Anyways, he was basically like a superhero to a, de- a degree. He didn't have superpowers, but it was it was fun. But uh, yeah, I definitely remember Sinbad being a genie, and then I don't know why I just I don't know what it is. I guess like again, it could have been that I seen like people say it over so many years and then eventually I just created this memory of it being a real thing. But the thing is like the memory's so faint that it's like, you think I would have remembered it better, you know? Yeah. It's like, I think it's a, it's a, like you said, it's fabrication. It's not, it's not real. Um, yeah, Chick-fil-A. I definitely thought it was C H I C. There's a K for chick, but it's like stuff like that. It's like, I think we just create these things in our head where it's like, no, it's this way. And then you have no reason to confirm or deny it because it's not, it's not important. It's a spelling of a word that you don't use often. And it, it's a, it's a proper noun of a place. So it's like, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's, it's a made up word. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious how many people will listen to this point and have been lost for like the last 20 minutes. Like what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> what is this mandala effect? this? That I need to learn about <laughs> who who is Mandela. Because this, did he die in prison? I mean, that exiles to say. Just in case you guys are wondering, the Mandela effect is when is because everyone thought Nelson Mandela died in prison in like the nineties, but he didn't. He was released, and then he did die in the last like ten years, I think. But yeah, he did not die in prison. He he was released, and uh, he died in I think his home or something. Yeah, and everybody latched on to this and, and started thinking, finding other things that they apparently misremembered or yeah. find as proof that we are in an alternate universe along the lines of uh, the spelling of Berenstein Bears, um, Chick-fil-A. And I know we've already covered a few more and I can't think of All right, let's just, let's look up a few others because I want to see, uh, here we go, 40 examples of the Mandela effect that will blow your mind. Let's look at the gallery. Nelson's Mandela, Nelson Mandela's death. Oh, people remember the, the what? I've never heard of this. The, okay, I'm, I'm already suspecting this. The first example other than Nelson Mandela is it's Jif. It's Jif peanut butter, not Jiffy. Never even heard. I never even thought of Jiffy. Um, oh, Looney Tunes. Tunes it's T U N E S, not T O O N S. Nope, never thought I never never experienced that one. It is it is spelled T U N E S. I never knew I never thought now the Ber- the Berenstein Bears. I never thought it was the Berenstein Bears. 
I always thought it was the Bernstein Bears. Yeah. But it is Bernstein. It's B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. Bears. And I think, I think the reason that is, it's written in fucking cursive. If you write in cursive, fuck you. Because cursive <laughs> is stupid. I hate, I hate people, like, mostly old people who write in cursive. Because they were taught to write that way. And it was, it was meant to save time, but it's the most, like, an R looks like a fucking, it looks like an N. It, it, I, I don't get it. It's like, a lot of these letters look very similar. Like, just write normal. Write legible. So, there used to be, you know, you'd learn lettering in school, and there were different styles, and I think it's sometime when we came, immigrated to America, I don't know how to phrase that, um, I think we had copper plate and, uh, and another one, I can't remember the name of it, but people, they stopped teaching these and they, they wanted like a, they were, they developed a new style that was quick and then cursive rose out of that. And then people just abandoned cursive altogether or writing in general. And then like the digital age, like it has not become important. I, I think it has a place like, um, for signatures is about it. Yeah. I just, I don't, eh. Oh, engrossing script. Um, so you, if you wanted a nice document or a legal document drawn up and you wanted it to look nice, you would send it to an engrosser. Like Thomas Jefferson didn't write the Declaration of Independence how it looks now or the Constitution wasn't written how it looks now. And they sent that shit off to an engrosser and had them do it up nicely. Kind of like a calligrapher of sorts. Oh, man, this one's fucking with me. You know Fruit of the Loom? Does it have a cornucopia behind the fruit? Yes or no? Uh, I'm remembering yes. It doesn't. Where's the cor- where is the cornucopia coming from that I'm thinking of? Dude, I don't know, but like that's one of the that's one of the examples. And I'm I'm look I'm Googling Fruit of the Limb logo right now. Images, let's see. Oh god, the first one is is it this or this? It's dude, no one knows. I I can't do this. We're gonna get sucked into a fucking wormhole doing this podcast, bro. Oh my uh, god! What what brand has a cornucopia then, dude? I don't know, man. But it's not. I don't like this. We've we've gone too far. I have to keep going. We're only at fifteen out of forty. Okay, this one's dumb. These are dumb people. This one says, "Is it cheese it or cheese its with a Z?" No, it never had a yeah, fucking Z on it. No, it, well, it's it, it's just cheese it. It's never people called them cheese its, but it's not. It, it, the brand was never cheese its with a Z. Double stuffed Oreos. If you're trying to tell us there isn't a second F and stuff, yeah, some of those are dumb. Yeah, some of these are just people that can't spell or like they think it's spelled a certain way. The Chick Fil A thing. That's the only one I've ever ever experienced. Yeah, no, I so yeah, I found. Oh, okay. It's a really well done Photoshop if it is. It definitely definitely could be. I have well see the thing is I have Fruit of the Loom stuff. It doesn't have a cornucopia on it. I use Fruit of the Loom uh undershirts, like like wife beaters, and they don't have a uh a cornucopia. I'm, I'm gonna get one real quick. Hold on. I'm holding my undergarments uh for you guys. I hope you hope this is the type of podcast you were looking for. Yeah, there's no there's no uh, cornucopia on it. I wonder if they use both. Like maybe one is for like certain types of like branding, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was 
like a bunch of grapes. Like I've seen discussion that we saw some, we remember some grapes and some fruits and stuff. Okay, hold up. Wait. Okay, time the fuck out. What color do you think chartreuse is off the top of your head? I don't even know what that means. Okay. Well. Orange. It's it's apparently a uh, green type of color. I thought it was pink as well. That was one of the that was one of the ones that listed. Most people think that chartreuse is a magenta pink color, which I definitely thought. Like salmon. Um, almost like stripper pink. Uh, I just looked up the actual Fruit of the Loom logo, and it looks legit. Yeah, that's what I remember. I don't remember there being that freaking cornucopia behind. You don't lie to me, Jake. You said cornucopia earlier. Yeah, because it was a medley of fruits and stuff. Like okay. looking at the real Damn. one, it looks legit. You're 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 part of the problem. This is this is how memory is, man. Like now, I I can I can remember it both ways. It's like that illusion, the thing spinning. Can you make it spin left? Can you make it spin right? I'm in whatever universe I choose to be in. See, this is a terrible example. This one, the example is Forrest Gump, and they're like the quote is "Life is a like life is like a box of chocolates." And they're like, what he actually says is life was like a box of chocolates. I'm like, that's that's not Mandela effect. That's not like that is changing was to is is not big enough. The mirror mirror on the wall. They they say magic mirror on the wall. That's common for people to get it wrong. Yeah. The another Star Wars one is when Darth Vader tells Luke that he's his father. He doesn't say he doesn't actually say, Luke, I am your father. He just he he the way it leads up, he. Luke goes, uh, you killed my father or something. I think, I think he says you killed my father or something like that. And then he goes, I think he says, no, I am your father. No. And then no, he doesn't scream. No, there. Um, but yeah, search your feelings. You'll know it's true. Okay. Now this one is stupid. Again, this one is Lord of the Rings. When, uh, Gandalf, is uh fighting the Balrog. Balrog, yes. What do you think he says right before he falls? Pop culture says fly you fools. It is fly you fools. Do you think it's something else? No. Like is are people misremembering it? People apparently think that he said run, you fools. Oh, those people are idiots. I'm like you didn't watch the fucking movie then. Okay, you know what you know what's funny? I have a I have an interesting fact about that. This is a side note. This is no longer Mandela effect. The scene, uh that scene right there where he's standing on the bridge and he says, You shall not pass. The actual line that he was in the script that he was supposed to say was you cannot pass. And he fucked it up, but they liked the take so much they kept it. I dig it. I was like, that's really cool. I like that a lot because it's, I mean, it's almost saying you cannot pass is, is a little bit more of a uh, defensive thing. It's like, it's like saying this can't happen because I like, I have to protect the ring. You can't get to Frodo. You shall not pass is basically him being a lot more badass (laughs) and being like, I'm going to stop you, dude. I, and, I can get that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was. It was definitely. Uh, it was definitely great. Um. Do you ever see like the extra features, or I think it was maybe a making of, um, where 
he's working with the actor that did Gandalf did a lot of CGI work because the hobbits were like CGI'd in a lot. And he was like sad about it. Like this is not what I signed up to be just talking to myself in a green screen. Okay. I think this, I think this website is literally just fucking with me now. This one's just dead wrong. This one says, uh, the queen song, we are the champions. It says the Mandela effect is here to ruin that too. We all think, we all think of Freddie Mercury belting out of the world at the end of We Are the Champions, but it never happened. But he does belt that out. I literally just listened to this song the other day. Uh, maybe the official or LP lyrics are different than, you know, the big Live Aid thing that he did. Yeah, maybe he did it differently once, and that was the most well-remembered well well one. Yeah. Dude, what the... F- See, this is stupid. This one goes the Mandela effect for the number of U.S. states. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it goes. But some Americans and foreigners alike recall learning that there were 51 or 52 states, not 50. My mom used to think there were 52 states. Now, I'm curious. I'm really curious if people were taught 52 states for like a short amount of time. Because of Puerto Rico and uh, the Virgin Islands? I'm confident that they thought that the map of the 50 contiguous... Oh, then that plus Hawaii and Alaska? Yeah, there's... Yes. That's, I think that's what people are freaking out about. Like, oh, there's 50 here. And then one up plus there. Plus two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what my mom thought. She goes, I thought there were 50 continental U.S. states plus Hawaii and Alaska. And I was like, I could see that. That would make more sense. I mean, Puerto Rico basically should be a state, in my opinion, but it's not. Don't, we don't want to extend rights to everybody. <laughs> What's the, I think the number one thing screwing them right now is like all imports of Puerto Rico have to touch land in America, like on our shores before it goes to Puerto Rico. And that's one of their major problems for importing goods. Yeah, uh, it's. There's a lot of a U.S. territory is almost as good as a state, but it's not. There's a lot of bad things that. Uh, Dude, I you heard, also I can't. Re- you also can't be president or I think hold office if you're from Puerto Rico. I think yeah, nobody wants to do that anyway. Um, True. I learned some shit about Texas. Like it uh, is one of the only states in the union uh, that could be split into as many as four smaller states if it wanted. Um, I think the normal articles state that, you know, you know, no state could be uh, subdivided into smaller states, paraphrasing terribly here. Uh, but part of its agreement, um, whatever its constitution was when it joined, uh, kind of hinges on like the definition of a semicolon, how it's read in a sentence or something like that. But the sentence in the Texas state constitution, when it was admitted to the union, gives it the power to split into much smaller states, which, uh, which is pretty interesting to me. We we talked about we talked about U.S. states last time you were on, and it's a very it's very interesting. It's because like most U.S. states are kind of the size of like some European countries, and oh, yeah. it's it it would be interesting if like our federal law like took a dial like dialed back a little bit like you mentioned, and we like state laws like picked up where they want, and then you could kind of just float from state to state, uh. Maybe if you had like a like an inter inter uh, United passport or something, 
Or just like I a, don't, I don't know. I, I would totally like if I know this is a very libertarian uh, idea, but if the federal government, you know, steps back, um, becomes smaller, states gets more rights to be different. Uh, I don't think you would need a passport to go from state to state, but I could see a list of things that they'd all have to agree upon. Like um, driver's license have to have this amount of detail on them, like at least yeah. an address, something like that. Like there could be things that they could define um, that would be laid down in federal law. So there is a standard that you would have to adhere to um, state to state, but then things like legality of certain drugs and um, how about just how fast you could drive, um, you know, different, different rules on uh, driving fast and the way they do things, school times, like it'd be nice to be able to find somewhere that you like to live that really matches with your personality and your, and uh, your ideas of what should be written into law. Um, yeah. Well, you know what, Jake, if you don't like it, you can get out. Okay. You can leave. Yeah, it's, I just, I'll move to Colorado. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't like the rules here in Alabama. I'll go to Colorado. I think uh, I would rather. I don't know, man. But what's real? What would really salt people's ass is you'd have nice places yeah. like uh, California or Colorado um, that have good. The, the land there is nice. Like it's got the features mm-hmm. that you want. It's got a coast or something like that, but you can't find, can't find a coastal town to let you smoke pot and you're just pissed off all the time. <laughs> There's too many hippies living in this area. Yeah. I got to move down here to the coast or the Gulf. I, uh, I would move if my family moved. I, I think Virginia is okay place. There's definitely better places I think to live, like uh, as far as what align what I align with, you know. Sure. But I like I like it okay here. I do think it's weird because like just as it is now, it's almost it, it there is some almost night and day differences, like speeding. Like when I go over the North Carolina border, man, it turns into fucking NASCAR. It is they do not give a fuck if you speed. It's it'll be like sixty five and everyone, and I'm not joking. Everyone's going 80. It's like, apparently that there's like an unspoken rule that you just, if you're on an interstate, you go 80 in North Carolina. I frequently do 90 on my way home from work on the highway here. It's nice. Well, and you're also in Texas and it's, it's flat and you can see everything. And I, I assume that, you know, at a certain point, it's, you're not going, you're not really going that fast. You're just, it's like, it's a relative, you know, it's like, you're not really going that much faster than most people if, like, it's just a long, flat stretch of land because, you know, as long as you're not, like, weaving in and out of lanes at that fast of speed, you're not really doing anything bad. It's like the Autobahn. Yeah. It's like, it, I don't know. It's just... I, I wouldn't want 90 to be a thing on the highways you have in Lynchburg. No. Those on-ramps, off-ramps, man, oh, they'll die. Yeah, you would, you would get smashed. Now, have I gone 90 here before? Of course, I've gone hundred, but I'm also stupid. I got a story for you. Um, it's out in Beale Air Force Base, California, out the back gate. There's a road called Chuck Yeager, Chuck Yeager Road, appropriately named after the uh, the uh, test pilot who broke the sound barrier. Um, Chuck Yeager was a wild dude, but uh, this road is twisty, turny, very little cell signal in between some hills. Like, uh, and there's a series of dips that I knew that I could hit at 80 
and under and not catch air. I knew I knew exactly the break limit. One day on this on his way to work, one of my troops lawn darted his Ford Fiesta or whatever off this thing. <laughs> and ripped ripped the oil pan off and kept driving uh, until his car seized up like moments later. Like uh, just lawn darted the thing. I had, I had to let him borrow a truck I was working on. Um, and he had that thing like a week until one of the wheels fell off. I drove this truck fine for like a year. And one of the wheels fell off and grinded down like the drum oh brakes on the thing. Oh my gosh, like, man. Bro, bro, you're a you're a mess. He's also yeah. named after like a childhood illness. Like Murphy's Law? Yeah, it, was, it was something. He was, was a special dude. Jeez, man. At the same gate, after working like a 12, 13 hour shift, I watched somebody roll their car down an embankment right in front of me. <laughs> Like his car looked like a crushed I'm laughing tin can. At this. <laughs> it's so, so it's got a it's got a good ending. Like he lived and everything, but it was it was like holy shit! I pulled my little sports car off the road, and I was like, I pulled this guy out of this car. He's got like glass in his face and stuff. His only concern was like, where's my cell phone? So yeah, I get I him mean, in my car. Nobody stops. Like people are on their way to work. We're leaving in the morning. Nobody gives a shit. This dude's like down the embankment. My car's halfway on the road on Chuck Yeager. And I, uh, I managed to call the security forces. They let me blow the gate. And the, the flight chief for security forces, some like E7 master, he's like running convoy ops with me to get this dude to the hospital. So he's like zooming ahead of me, clearing an intersection, like parking in the middle of the intersection. I fly through the thing. He ta- overtakes me, gets to the next intersection, clears that one as I'm flying through it. It's the most fun I've ever had in the morning getting to do. <laughs> what the like, fuck? Almost triple Is that legal? <laughs> I... It's I don't know I don't know <laughs> I was fine with it I I I, just, I wonder what would happen if like a cop saw you guys like I feel like he probably would have been like if he if he if he caught you first of all okay so there's no cops like this is the base cops oh okay I'm sorry with I'm sorry forces, so there's no like uh state cops or anything around this my is, bad I, in my head you were off yeah, base military. at that point my bad okay. Oh. He caught up to me like when I first encountered him. He was coming to this crash scene. Was this guy I really fucked up? He was he was out of it. Uh, he ended up having like a spine issue, um, but he was uh, conscious and responsive when I arrived on scene, and he was walking on his own. So I felt fine transporting him, um, but he 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 needed a little attention. The the beatdown was so so every year you get like an annual review, and then. Uh, they wouldn't even let me put this event on my annual review because it wasn't work related is their justification. I was like, this is, this is bullshit. And they're like, just put it on some metal that you get later. And I was like, fine, I'll, I'll wait, I'll hold on to it, put it on my like mid tour metal or something like that. And then the rules flipped in that time period. So <laughs> me like responding first on scene, crashed, vehicle rollover, uh, transport, all this cool, fun stuff I got to do that morning never made it into my records because of a rule switch. I couldn't get it in a, uh, couldn't get it in a metal citation, and I couldn't get it on my like even on my annual review. So it's to the military, it's never happened. But I still talk to the guy, and he appreciates it, and that's all that matters. It sounds like the Mandela effect to me. I'm not even sure this really <laughs> happened. <laughs> May, you know what? Maybe it wasn't. This sounds like Grand Theft Auto to me. Dude, oh my gosh! Do you remember that game? It was an arcade game that was like everywhere at the early, like the turn of the century, or maybe not the turn of the century, but it was when I was a kid. Cubert. So, yeah, it was. I would say the turn of the century, like early two thousands. Um, Quicks. nope, it was called Taxi, and 
Yes, crazy taxi. You, you would just pick people up and drive them to places, and you would—I yep. mean, you'd be—you would just be flying. Like yeah, with a, the game uh, sucked because it would just rip your quarters out of yeah, your hands. Yeah, hundred percent. No time to play. But when it yeah. came out on Dreamcast, it—it it, yep. it was lots of. I I loved that game. I would I could, I love racing games because I like I mean I like to go fast in real life. So doing it on a video game is really fun. Uh, that was actually one of the few games I played, kind of like. I don't want to say competitively. There was never like a, a competitive scene for it, but we would, it would always be like the same, like 12 people. You don't only have eight people in a lobby early Xbox live days. It was called midnight club two. Yep. I know Bro, what you're talking about. There were like people legit, you know, cared <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> because how it worked is you would play two teams of four and you would play like you, mostly people play capture the flag where, you would drive through the flag emblem, pick it up, and then you could pass it off to your teammates if they hit you, or this, the other team could steal it, and you were trying to get it to different destinations. And it was just, it was hella fun. We, I mean, we would play that game for hours. Did you ever play Twisted Metal? Yeah, 100%, dude. Yeah, I, I always game. played Axel. Dude, Even that game though, freaked me out. Why, because of the clown? No, Axel's the dude with like yeah, he's, far, yeah right? he's, he's melted he's like melted into the car yeah or did you ever watch the sequel to Wizard of Oz this is where this fear stems from no what? okay so go watch Return to Oz I don't want to I've at, heard it's fucking crazy then, yeah go watch Return to Oz and then look at Axel and then tell me he's not scary okay um have you seen the theory that all right, have you seen the movie? Um, it's got Chris Evans in it where he's on a train. Uh, crap. I have to look this up. Chris Evans on a train movie. Oh, this is... Uh, this Snowpiercer. Is, uh, Snowpiercer, yes. Have you seen the theory that, can, that says that is a sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yes, and it's an excellent theory. Yeah, anyone Very listening, well if you want, if you like shit like this, you know where it connects like two unrelated things, go look at that theory. It is one of the most convincing things ever. And then the, the theory, it, it, there are some holes in it that, you know, near the end of the video where it starts to mention like, Oh yeah, this person's just not even in this. And it, it but, the, but other than that, it's really fun. It's just a fun connection to make because Charlie and the Chocolate Factory technically does have a sequel and it's the book is weird. Let's just say that they're they they're they're like in space. I, I can't remember. I remember Charlie, his uh, grandpa Joe, and Willy Wonka are flying through space in an elevator, or maybe even through time. I can't remember the exact specifics. No, but you're, you're miss. This is Mandela effect, man. You're thinking of uh, uh, the galaxy uh, guide to the galaxy. No, I'm not. Yeah, at the uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, they get in an elevator, and the guys like get your towel, and they fly up into space. You're misremembering. I can't tell if you're fucking with me. I'm 100 percent fucking. With but there, okay, because there's definitely a book called Yeah, Charlie and the Glass Elevator, and it's fucking nuts. And yeah, it's oh, I didn't. Holy shit! The same dude that wrote Charlie and Chocolate Factory wrote James and the Giant Peach. Sorry, that was random. I loved that book as a kid. Um, but yeah, dude. Uh, that theory that connects Snowpiercer and Charlie and Chocolate Factory is. That's one of my favorite videos that I've watched. I remember, I, I remember the all the Pixar movies being in the same universe video. Oh, bef- those are great. Well, that finally got confirmed. They definitely are. 
um, Disney came out and confirmed that. But the video was really good, very convincing, very... The, the amount of research people put into it is really great. Yeah, the video is well done. Yeah, I agree. Um, I need to know, what's your favorite Pixar movie? Oh, God. Uh, there's, uh, there's like two acceptable answers. There's two acceptable answers. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen a lot of Pixar movies? I feel like I've seen them all. All right, I'll just list a couple. Toy Story. Like, you have all those. You have uh, Up. You have Wally. You have Monsters, Inc. You have... Well, some of those are DreamWorks. Or just favorite Disney movie. You can include DreamWorks, Pixar, all those. Um, I would have to say Wally has been my favorite. I fucking love you. Because it's the best. That's why. People, people that say... Oh, oh, this anything other than Wally? I would accept Up because Up was great, but fucking Wally, man, it, it's perfect. It like one, it shows how we're just ruining ruining the planet. <laughs> Second of all, uh, not we as like citizens, but like just humans. Um, but it's also like oh, it's a love story, and it shows like this person who's in isolation for the longest time. And then meet someone. I don't know. It's just a great movie. I need to watch it again. Have you ever seen uh, Short Circuit? Yeah. yeah that guy's that's... in brown face. You, I think you told me that. Yes. yes. I never knew that for the longest oh, time. Man. If you guys have seen Short Circuit, the movie with the robot where he's like, I am John- Johnny Five. Johnny Five is alive. Yeah. No disassemble. The, the main character in that movie is supposed to be made to look like an Indian. An Indian. That guy is white, and they did brownface. That's amazing. I In never the eighties, I'm like, oh, that's rough. <laughs> Can't be doing that. One. Yeah, it's, dude. Oh, oh. Speaking of Indians, have you seen Indian in the cupboard? Oh yeah, bro. That movie was awesome. Like, I don't remember. I let me let me retcon here. I don't remember. I feel like I've seen the movie, but I, I remember the books quite clearly. I never read the books. Uh, maybe I read the first book. I can't remember if I did. It was when I was in like middle, early middle school, like late elementary school. But he, yeah, you remember the book so well. So he puts the the figurines in the cupboard and they come alive. Yeah, that was pretty pretty baller. Yeah, it was. I could see them redoing that movie. I would I would cast uh, Michael Sarah, Robert Downey Jr. No, I, I would not Robert Downey Jr. Um, 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 Captain. Uh, you're killing God, us. Who might think he played in Zorro as an Indian? Zorro? Oh, Johnny Depp. You're thinking of yes, yes. It's Johnny not Zorro. Depp is the Indian. It's not Zorro. It's uh, <sighs> I was silver. No, Let's just move on. Nope. I have to know, dude. You can't do this. We can't. Uh, oh my God. <sighs> Kimosabi is the is what he calls the 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 Native American guy. Uh, oh yeah. my god, Kimo Sabi. This will this will probably find it right. It's Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Uh, uh Benhanto. Oh, Lone Ranger. Okay, okay. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> when you said when you said the 
the Indian in Zorro. I'm like, there's only Hispanic people in that. And one of them is Catherine Zeta-Jones, who is not Hispanic. And the other one's Antonio Banderas. And the other one's Anthony Hopkins, who is white as fuck, British as fuck. Um, All right. Rapid fire. Uh, Coco versus Kubo in the two strings. Oh, uh, we're going to do this really fast. Uh, Kubo in the two strings. I can dig that. I like the uh, art style better. 100%. Both had good music. I, I liked I liked the, the story in Coco a lot, but Kubo and the Two Strings was one more fantasy-based, and it, I don't know, it just like had a lot of like cool elements that I loved, like the the fact that the the mentor or the, the guide was his mom. I was like, that's really cool. I definitely felt like he had a bigger uh, heroic arc, like he had to overcome more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Coco's Coco great was story. cuter, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you have others, or is that just one of them? No, I was just looking at all the Pixar movies to make sure I made the right choice. I think you definitely did. I think I think Wally is. If it's not number one, it's going to be a contender. You know, it's not. It's not like. It better be in your top eight on MySpace. Oh, it better be in your top fucking four, because if it's not, you have terrible taste. <laughs> it's like I tweeted out the other day. Uh, people were complaining that Friends was taken off Netflix. I'm like, good. That show is terrible, and you shouldn't like it anyways. Like, Did you see the uh, Witcher uh, redone as a Friends intro? No. Oh, you gotta catch that. It's pretty oh good. Oh my god. I'll be there for you. <laughs> What's the worst game you've played in recent memory? Oh, I haven't played a ton of bad games recently. Um... I'm trying to think of the last game that I played where I thought it was actively bad. Uh, da da da. I'll accept a Destiny expansion or DLC Hon- or whatever they call honestly, it. Honestly, there Division Two started off pretty rough. Uh, not Destiny, Division Two. I mean, Destiny Two. I think those both of those games have the sequels were kind of rough to start because you could you could do everything and then there's just nothing to do and it's like uh. Do you not expect people to do all this stuff in like a week, you know, or like a week or two? Have you met your player base? <sighs> well, most of their player bases are casuals. That's the problem. They're casuals who play, you know, one one night a week, <laughs> and they're like, "Did you did you flip when I sent you some Division Two screenshots from DC?" Uh, dude, honestly, I thought that was really cool. That is one thing that uh, Division is very good about is getting the scenery correct. Uh, there was. Did you see that article where they rebuilt a building because of Assassin's Creed? Oh, I did not. So there was apparently a building that was destroyed somewhere in Europe, I think, and they were able to reconstruct it. Like, you know, you're not talking about Notre Dame, are you? It might have been. I don't. I mean, that's what came to my mind, but I don't think it was. Here, let's let's go. Uh, Assassins. There was Creed. the thing that. When the Notre Dame fire happened, I think they released Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, for free for so people could go see it, or like you could have the game for free. So because they had done a really great job of modeling it, but I could totally see them taking the 3D models and all the pictures they took to it is build that object. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep, because uh, yeah, what game was it? Um, blah 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 blah. Notre Dame inside the cathedral. What game was it? It says the 2014 game is set during the French Revolution, but it doesn't say which Assassin's Creed. 
Anyways, one of the Assassin's Creed, you apparently go inside the Notre Dame Cathedral that burnt down, and it's it's like they basically scanned it. So it it's a stone for stone, like to scale, I think, remake of it. I'm seeing that Unity was released in 2014. That was probably it then. Black oh, it's, it, yep, it was Unity. It was Unity. Did you ever play Black Flag? Is Black Flag where you're a Native American? Uh, no, this. Oh, that's where you're a pirate. Right after. You're, yeah. I've, yeah, Black Flag is regarded as like one of the best. I, I want yeah. to play it. I've only played, I played the first one all the way through, started the second one, hated it because it was just a repeat of the first game. It was like they took the first game and were like, okay, we'll gut the story, put in a different story. No mechanic changes, basically. And then yeah, like one or two feature updates. Yeah, oh, I was like, call more assassin. Yeah, I was like, this is not, this is the same game. I was like, this it's, is boring. You ever, you ever followed like the agile development process or anything like that, where you t- take a minimum viable product and then you iterate slowly until you have a good product? Yeah, I mean, I... I looked more into MVPs, minimal viable products. One, I actually heard that word for the first time working at my escape room, uh, I don't know, three or four years ago. And my, my owner was telling me about it. He was like, yeah, you have to have a minimal viable product to start off. And because he, he was telling me how he got started with building the escape rooms and why they wanted to open with two rooms. And he was talking, you know, like, he's like, you know, you have this minimal viable product, and he, but you get it to a point where you're happy with it. He's like, the reason I had two rooms is because if you sell someone a product, you want to have something to immediately sell them if they like it. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, he's like, he's like, if you sell someone a wrench and they like it, sell them another wrench in a different size or whatever, you know? And he's like, that's why we have two rooms. So if they do one of our rooms and like it, they'll come back and do the other one. And I was like, that's definitely true. You definitely want to open with more than one room if you do an escape room. But that's what you're, to, to answer your question, I have, I vaguely have looked into it i have not like i've never been part of the experience where i start with a minimal viable product and then got it to market well, or anything yeah that's like the problem you don't start with it but you just kind of get to that point yes yeah, yeah. and start re- iterating on it and that's kind of what they felt like they did with the assassin's creed games um black fag felt like a <laughs> archer i think you didn't say the l's in either of those words Black flag. Thank you. Felt like a departure, <laughs> uh, but it was really good. Um, and I think I mentioned this on the last podcast. Mike and I were playing the game before that, and they had a sea scene where you could go around in the ship, and we're like, they, they're going to make a game off this mechanic because it's so much fun. Only thing I didn't like about Black Flag was this whole diving bell thing, which felt kind of cheesy. Yeah, but you can explore Rex, and it was like, meh. Okay. I'll, have to, I'll, I'll maybe check it out. I think um, <clears throat> they go on sale like once a year. So when it goes on sale, I'll buy it. I, I really liked... Uh, did you ever end up beating Odyssey? I know you got really bored with like all the rep- repetition with like the, the bases and stuff, the forts. Yeah, I definitely did not finish Odyssey. I think you should go back and play just the story because you can probably do that without having to level at all. Um. I really liked the story in that game. Granted, I love Greek mythology. So this was in that era. And some of the side quests in that game, like the actual like main side quests, if you, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't just like a fort thing. It was like actual story build up to it. Like the monster hunts, man. Like getting to fight some of the Greek mythological monsters was really cool. Those are pretty legit. Yeah. Like you got to fight like the, was it Nemean or Nemean lion? 
I think I did the boar. Yeah, you get to fight the boar. You get to fight the lion. I think you... F- I can't remember if you get to fight Medusa. I know you get to fight some other Greek mythology. I know you get to fight a Cyclops, which is really cool. Um, But yeah, as far as like Assassin's Creed, man, I... I want to go back and play maybe Black Flag. I've heard Unity's okay, but if I played any of them, I would play Black Flag because I loved... People actually said Odyssey improved upon Black Flag's, like, uh, sea warfare because... Really? Yeah, they said, like... Or maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe I have it backwards. Maybe they were saying it was a somewhat of a simplified version of it, but it was still really good because I think all of Black Flag is, like, sea warfare, right? Most of it? Yeah, it's it's... I feel like it's Caribbean. Um, okay, but it's the, the majority of the map is the sea, and you're kind of zooming around. I did, I do remember liking uh, the sea warfare in uh, Odyssey, um, but I, I don't, I can't remember enough of Black Flag to make a direct comparison. Gotcha. Yeah, I remember Odyssey is like you would just border their ships and just start a a fight on their ship, which was great. And it was. I like I like me versus multi ship. That's uh. That's a lot of fun. Oh, man. I got annoyed with it for a while because I'd be chasing a ship and then, like, I have an, I'd have another ship, you know. I'd be chasing a ship and then it would start, then it would just, like, put its oars down or whatever and just speed away and I can't catch it. So then I have to, like, I'd ha- what I'd have to do was I'd have to, like, get one ship down just a little bit, fight a different ship, get it down a little bit, and then maybe, maybe kill the other ship as it comes back to help its teammate or something. It was... It's a very weird process. Like the AI was actually very smart in the way that it played, because if you got low, it would it would it would run away while it, while its teammates came to it to its aid. And but I I did a lot to start off because they were not nice. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I uh, I liked I liked them. the The one before Odyssey, uh, what was that? It also started with an O, I thought. I think, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Origins, yep. It was Origins. Uh, that one was cool. That one was like, it was like in Egypt, and it was all right. Odyssey definitely improved on that, that version a lot. It almost felt like Origins was like a beta for Odyssey. <laughs> I can it, dig that. You know, like it's like they were testing a lot of new things out, and I think going from A to B, from Origins to Odyssey, they improved on those quite a bit. Um, but yeah, you should go back and play Odyssey and play through the story. I thought it was really cool in the way that it it ended up playing out. I don't want to say anything because I think you should play it. All right, I can take that. I have uh, I know I missed a couple, and I was just looking at a list here. And the one I'm reminded of the one that I actively disliked the most, and that's Assassin's Creed Three when you play as the Native American. That okay. one is just a drag. I think that's regarded as the worst one. If I because I remember I've I've talked to a few people who are like fanboys and they've ranked to them, and yeah, I think three gets a gets pretty ranked pretty low. I think Syndicate gets ranked pretty low too. I really hope they do another one, and they do it. Uh, I would love to see. Uh, do you go on crusades in any of them? Uh, like no, not that I recall. I love the Crusades, man. You ever seen the movie uh, Kingdom of Heaven with it Orlando Bloom? Orlando Bloom uh, is the main character, and uh, he gets trained very briefly. Um, spoiler, but 
He gets trained very briefly by uh, Liam Neeson, and he ends up he ends up going on like some crusades and uh, what's his face? Edward Norton is actually a king in the movie, but he's like a leper, so you don't ever really get to see that it's Edward Norton. It's it's a <laughs> it's a really good movie. It's it's actually like one of the top ranked like crusade like uh, themed movies. But yeah, it's it's really good. I liked it a lot. I will get my hands on it. Kingdom, the Kingdom of Heaven, is what it's called. Uh, I think I think what I think he ends up befriending uh, one of the the Muslim uh, fighters in the movie, and I think that's why there's some like overlapping there. But yeah, I don't want to say anything more. But it's... after his wife dies, a blacksmith named Belian is thrust <laughs> into royalty, political intrigue, and bloody holy wars during the Crusades. That is. Twi- that is that is the movie. Getting that along with Return to Oz because you have to see that. Do I though? Uh, it's it feels like an acid trip, but you're completely sober. Is Return to Oz a recent movie or did it come out? Yeah, it came out eighty five. Like eighty five. What was the and one? There's, there's the Amazing Oz, Oz, just Oz with, with Frank uh, uh, Jackson, Michael Jackson. Uh, what? Did you, you haven't seen the Michael Jackson Oz movie? No. It's like a musical. It's great. I was thinking of the one with uh, James Franco. No idea what you're talking about. Oh my god, dude! You are. So, it's like you you know pop culture up to like 1990, and then you just like forget everything, <laughs> or don't know anything. It came out in like it came out recently. The uh, it's called Oz and the and the Oz the Great and Powerful. It's got James Franco in it. Um. And it came out in 2013. And he, pl- I think he plays Oz himself when he's younger. Oh, Mila Kunis is also in it. She plays Theodora. So is Rachel. Ra- Rachel Weiss is in it. But yeah, it's a it, it's that movie was terrible. Um, it was <laughs> they just we we got to wrap it up. But uh, speaking of terrible movies. <laughs> What did you? I doubt you have, but did you watch the movie Cats that recently came out? No. So, you want to take a guess on how much money it made opening weekend? Seven dollars. You're not far off. It made only six million dollars. Guess how much money it it was it it, it took to make? It's like thirty million. Ninety five million. Good lord! It lost so much money, dude. <laughs> I to be honest, I don't know. So Greg explained to me what the musical Cats is about. Are you familiar with this? Uh, I've seen the original and I don't remember. Okay. For anyone that doesn't know, the musical Cats was originally a poem and it was very short. They took that poem, adapted it into a musical, and there's more specifics to that. Greg knew more about it, but they adapted it into a musical and it's just about like cats presenting themselves and then i think at the end he said one of them gets to go to heaven (laughs) and that's it so they took and made a fucking full feature movie out of this and it's like the whiz oh god what is this you sent me anyways oh that's the one with michael jackson okay yeah he plays the scarecrow (laughs) oh lord got a solid 5.4 on imdb you get out of here um anyways yeah it's it lost so much fucking money 
nine i mean 95 dude like it took 95 to make i don't i wonder what their projections like what they when they watch the movie well they were like this is gonna this is gonna make so much money Dude, if they had that cast and they did a Broadway style, I think they would have done well. I, I mean, well, maybe some of those people just probably can't sing worth a shit. But yeah, the 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 crazy thing is like some of them just weren't actors. I'm like, you can't put not actors in an hour and a half movie and expect them to act well. Like Jason Derulo probably can't act worth a damn. Sorry, but yeah. Uh, you. I'm assuming 100% caught up on Mandalorian and uh, which? A hundred percent, dude. That's... Yeah. What uh, about what episode in Witcher did you catch on? Uh, so I saw a tweet that alerted me, like in like the second episode. You fucking cheater. I mean, honestly, so the first episode that I noticed it though was like episode four. Okay. Which that's, which is that's where I caught on to. Th- yeah. It, it, first, uh, first like three episodes i was looking over at tam and i was like you've played this game tell me what the fuck is happening <laughs> yeah um if you guys don't want spoilers on witcher go and check out now we're going to talk about this for a few minutes and then we'll get out of here um also if you don't want spoilers on mandalorian check out now too thanks for listening yeah but so uh going forward there will be spoilers in case you didn't get the previous memo um but yeah so episode four when he's at the banquet with the queen and she had died in like episode one. I was like, okay, this is obviously the other timeline. And I was like, this is obviously way earlier. This is the, I think, I think, uh, cause I think series supposed to be like 14, maybe 15. I don't know. But I mean, like you can obviously tell she's a young woman cause she's like developing, you know, yeah. and it's so like, you can kind of gauge her age. And then at the banquet is her mother, who is now dead, which I'm very curious. I hope they go into that, on like her death and stuff in season two, because I think that'll be very interesting. But that was actually my favorite episode was the banquet. I thought, I thought it showcased how actual emotional uh, witches can be. Like he took a stand because he felt obligated to. He had he was not paid to do that. It's principle. Yeah, it's like. He was defending honor, basically, and I was like, this is fucking awesome, and obviously the fighting was just great. I thought the fighting was great. I didn't like the whole whirlwind thing that really? went on for like 20 minutes, because it looked, and everybody's it, just standing around. Yeah. To be like, fair, to be fair, happening? I think I think it was kind of showcasing how powerful that was. You know, like, they, they, like, the only person that was able to actually, the only two people that were able to actually, like, break into that was the wizard who was able he was like do, doing some shit with his hands and then the witcher who was a mute, mutated person so i i do agree i think they it did like the second time i watched it i was because i watched it with my sister after i watched it i was like this is like it felt like five minutes of just <sighs> yeah it felt forever it was it was really weird but um i i really liked that episode what were your thoughts on the finale? I I saw the lines coming together. Um, I liked it. I, I I definitely want more. Yeah. Um, I go ahead. Yeah, I was trying to think of anything else that any other impressions that I had, but yeah, both Tamil and I really liked it. I felt like that whole battle, I just didn't care about. 
that like I just I'm like I don't really I guess because I just never really attached myself to Yennefer that much. I was like I just don't care about her. I'm like I want more of Ger- like Geralt. Like I I don't yeah. I, I just like I don't care. Like I thought he was gonna show up and actually help, but I'm like, no, this is a different timeline. I'm stupid. Um, yeah, I didn't care about the last battle too much, and I don't. Uh, this is a you know a bigger problem, but I don't think I don't like her. Whoever's playing her, I think she looks like an Instagram model or something. She doesn't set right with the whole theme of it. Oh, really? You don't like the character that the the actress that plays Jennifer? Yeah, I think it's jarring um, that she doesn't fit with the theme. Like all the other ladies are uh, i think attired appropriately and they fit with that theme to me yeah and to her with her she just like the smoky makeup type thing it's just like she feels like she's in the 2000 i i definitely get that feel i think that maybe why i don't know that that could be like a subconscious thing why i didn't care about her because i'm just like yeah now you're really hot and I don't, I don't, I don't know i don't even think she's that hot but that's that's subjective i'm not saying she's unattractive she's definitely attractive but I did not find myself that attracted to her. I cared more about Triss. I was like, show more of Triss. Like, she's way cooler. Uh, the one that found Siri in, like, the woods, I think. Oh, no, that wasn't that wasn't Triss. Uh, Triss Marigold was the one that did the vine wall in the battle. If you remember, like, they were stabbing the vines and stuff. Yep, yep, um, I remember. I like, I like her character more. I wish they would have had her. She was also the one that helped the Witcher with the Striga. Uh, the like the aborted child. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, like I wanted more, uh, Geralt in the, the f- finale. And then he was in it for like five minutes. Just riding in the wagon. And I'm like, okay, well that sucks. But I was, I, I thought it ended well with him meeting Siri and I'm like, okay, that, that can, that draws that together. Now that timeline is formed in one. And, I'm curious to see how, where they bring Yennefer back into the fold because obviously all three of their destinies are intertwined, not Yuri, not uh, Ciri's and Yennefer's, but they're both tied to uh, Geralt. So, I honestly, I, I could see there being a small time jump between the first and second season. All right, so I want to know if you picked up on this because the internet certainly did. Um, those two people went into the jungle, and the, once you go into the jungle, you have to drink the water. Except for the one advisor dude, the doppelganger, who comes in and leaves fine without drinking any water and no rules applied. <laughs> I did not notice that. I wonder if that's because he was a, um, a magical being. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I don't think it was even mentioned. It was a weird scene. I, or That whole episode, I was like, I don't care about this whole force thing at all. Yeah, me either. Uh, but I did like the doppelganger. I loved him a lot. Yes, I think. Is, did he end up dying? No, uh, he gets away because he, he transforms into that Niflgard guy, the one that was hu- trying to hunt Siri, and then runs out, remember? I don't. Or no, he does end up dying. I liked his the fact that he was saying we, uh, like he's multiple or he's not. Um, he's a collective he's, he, almost. Yeah. I, I think it's really interesting. It reminds me of something from a Brandon Sanderson novel. What a nerd! But no, I really like The Witcher. Uh, Mandalorian, I thought had a phenomenal finale. I think it, it was. There's no coincidence that that finale was directed by Taika Waititi, and it was the best episode of the whole series. Um, I think, I think they should let him direct all the fucking episodes. 
<laughs> honestly. Um, take it, dude. I nailed when I was remember remember the opening scene with the two uh bike bike troopers. Yes, I'm like I fucking know one of these voices, and I can't like who is it? And it was one of them was Jason Sudeikis, which I uh, if you're not familiar with who that is, uh, he's in the movie We're the Millers. He's also in uh. He's in the campaign with Will Ferrell. He's his campaign manager. Yep, I'm not going to be able to picture the dude, sorry. That's fine, but it was Jason Sudeikis, and I was like, that's great. And the other guy was actually a comedian, too, like a comedic, comedic actor. And I was like, that's did, so perfect. I did like all the cameos that I did manage to catch, though. Yeah, wait, what are the ones you catch? Uh, there was Bill Burr, and then I think yep. uh, the dude Bill was, like was a taxi driver. Bill Burr was, less than a, was more than a cameo. It was a fucking... Care, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Like famous people, yeah, yeah. And there was a taxi driver dude, or he was a, maybe a flotilla or a ferry driver of some sort, and I knew him from some. I'll have to go back and look. I didn't, I didn't catch that one. But yeah, well, you know what? You, you know, the, I did have one small complaint about the finale. Is <laughs> when that ship goes down after he shoots it down with the main bad guy in it. They don't go to confirm the kill. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty I'm like, messed up. They I'm have like, all the time in the world, and they don't go kill the guy. Like, you're a hunter, dude. You're going to go confirm your kill. Like, I'm sorry. I was like, so, uh, eh. Can you explain, like, I'm five, the whole Darksaber thing? Because I didn't, like, it's, I, I Googled it, but and then I was like, that's too much information. Just give me the, the two sentence. I think it was a lightsaber that the Mandalorians made. I think the Mandalorians oh. crafted it, and I think this guy, when he... I think when he maybe killed, like, massacred them or whatever, I think he may have gotten it from them. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure the Mandalorians made it. I saw mention of it in a YouTube video that I watched, but it, was, it wasn't it was even related to the Mandalorian, actually. It was talking about what all the colors of lightsabers mean, and it was talking, you know, about red, blue, yellow, not red, yeah, red, blue, yellow, purple, red, and then it talked about black, and I was like, black lightsaber? What the fuck? And they... Yeah. And this was before the finale came out, so it was it, no one knew that it was going to be in the finale. And I think it was mentioned that it was made by the, it was crafted by the Mandalorians. I I found some document. It was like a four page PhD thesis, and it was talking about who had it first and who gave it to who, and like the whole history behind it. I'm sure it's in the books, and I just that was too much for me. I just want the synopsis. I'll have to look it up. Later. So yeah, the dark saber was an ancient and unique black bladed lightsaber created by. Tare Vizsla, V-I-Z-S-L-A, the first Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order. So oh, That's pretty badass, so he's going to become a Jedi, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I mean, he definitely could. I don't think he will. I think he's... I, I hope he stays the gunslinger. I really like that aspect, like the whole Western feel. Um, it's it, it feels like he's a, you know, he's... I don't know, like uh, Josie Wales, or whoever, I don't know, famous gunslingers. He feels like one of those, but in but in Star Wars, and it's amazing. Well, then Baby Yoda needs some Mandalorian armor, is what I'm getting. <laughs> I really, I'm really curious where they go with. I hope they do a time jump too. I hope because I want to see Baby Yoda a little bit older and like maybe talking. That'd be interesting. Uh, because, yeah, but we'll see. Um, but let's go ahead and wrap it up, man. It's we're we're an hour and forty in, so nice. We've, we've, nice. we've been we've been chatting, but. It's been a blast, man. We got to do more of these. Oh, I'm available almost any time, man. Yeah, except when I hit you up last week. Uh, I don't remember. That was like New Year's Eve or something. <laughs> it was not New Year's Eve. 
I'm, I'm just messing with you, but hey, it's been fun. Uh, thanks for uh, making yourself available for me. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely think you should have Greg on here, even though he's really boring. Maybe <sighs> you can give him some time to prepare and he'll come up with something. Just call him out real quick. And then uh, definitely like the little beef that we got going, you and my 11-year-old. Uh, you should definitely <laughs> do something special for that. Uh, just make his- Oh, my gosh, dude. I I laughed so hard when I watched that clip. If you guys don't know, I I'll, I'll post the clip on Twitter. Um, his so Jake, the guy talking, is my cousin. His kid called me out on his stream, like he was streaming on Twitch and goes, "Yeah, I actually read my chat unlike Ryan, which is my name." And I was like, "Oh, I I read I read my chat. What? I was I was uh casting his stream to my TVs. So when I went to clip it it screwed up and I was like, "Oh no, this is lost forever." So I'm watching his stream and then Ryan uh gives me the information about how to go back and clip it from a VOD. Yep. And I uh pulled that up, clipped it, sent it to him and I was like, "You need to start a beef with this 11-year-old." Dude. <laughs> I he when I actually went to a stream, I think the next day or maybe 2 days later because uh your mom actually asked me, "Are you Streamlabs?" And I was like, no. I was like, I'm guessing you're in Chase's stream right now. And uh, so I go to his stream and he has something like telling in Streamlabs telling everyone to follow me or check me out. And I was like, oh, thanks for the shout out, man. And then uh, he said something like, uh, what do you guys like or something like that? And I was like, you know what? You know what I like? Or no, I was like, you know, you know what I wish I go, I wish you would stop uh, being mean to me or something. He goes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'm just kidding, bud. So good. It yeah. was, he was like, I, I am so sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought that up. We'll wrap it up at two hours. Uh, or, yeah, definitely have me back anytime. Get Greg on here. Give him some time to prepare and be interesting. I'll just call him out. I mean, yeah. If I have Greg on here, I'll just have to end my podcast. You know, you know. <laughs> you live long enough to see yourself become the enemy or something like that. <laughs> become the villain all right thanks for listening everyone take care